beside the still waters, who causes our soul to lie down in green pastures, who restores our soul. We worship you, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, the fountain from where we drink, the rock that quenches our thirst. We worship you, eternal rock of ages. Glory to your name, glory to your name, we bless your name this morning, we honor you our Father, we bless you, thank you, thank you for uh, the Spirit of the Lord, so where the Spirit of the Lord is that there is liberty, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty, for we with unveiled face beholding us in a glass the glory are being changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit thank you for the ministry of beholding the ministry of your face which you have not hid from us even the gospel which is in the face of jesus christ the light of the glory of that gospel which ever shines which continuously beams towards our soul we receive the rays of light and the rays of life from the face of Jesus ministration from the face of Jesus ministration from the face of the high priest testifying of his gospel teaching of his gospel bringing the details, the tidings of his gospel, the news of his gospel, the unveiling of the news of his life. Oh, precious news of your life. Thank you. Jesus, Yeshua Adonai seated at the right hand of Elohim in heaven, seated at the right hand of Elohim, high priest of good things to come. Eternal High Priest, Eternal High Priest, High Priest of good things to come. We are worshiping you this morning. We are giving you glory and praise. We are hallowing your ministry, High Priest of good things to come. We worship you. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Omega Igle Hegle Igel Gaigel Shagliel Gel Desgel Gil El Perdaya Messiah Maniel Tamais 
Glory to your name. Everlasting to everlasting, you remain at the same. The rock of ages, the unchangeable one, the stone of God, who became a rock himself. That rock that ever liveth, continueth ever. We worship you. We worship your nature, your unchangingness, your unchangeableness. We worship you. Thank you for the opportunity to be founded upon you. The opportunity to be rooted in you. We thank you for the great calling to stand upon you. To be built upon you. It's a privilege to be laid upon you. To be built on you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for you are that foundation. So there is no other, no other foundation should any man lay except that which is already laid, which is Christ. So behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, precious cornerstone, sure foundation. He that believeth should not make haste. We just bless you, Lord Jesus, this morning. We are inviting you for you the bringer of pastures no man can find food for his soul except you bring food to him we have entered into another year 2021 another year where we will look up beyond the hills from where our help comes from looking up to to where our help cometh from Raising these prayers this morning up to where our help cometh from. Our shepherd from heaven. We're asking, come and lead your people again this year. Come and lead us afresh again. Come and lead us into pastures. Said he that sit upon the throne shall feed them and will lead them even to live in fountains of waters. Come and help us to find fountains. Come and help us to find waters. Come and give us drink to drink. Come and help us to find waters that are alive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That if we know the gift of God, and him who will speak would have asked for living water. We are saying, Lord, give us that water this morning. So that our, our, the thirsting of our soul will be quenched. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are asking for opening of heaven in, in new ways, in fresh ways, in unique ways over our soul that we will receive portions of dew from blessed realms, blessed places, even in heaven. Thank you, God. We are trusting you for a supply of the Spirit. That same spirit of the Lord that brings enlightenment, that brings an animation of the truth, that represents the truth accurately within every heart, that causes individual experiences and encounters with the living word. We're asking for greater measure, even in authority, even in presence, even in accuracy, even in dynamism. The movement of your spirit over the people, over this church, this congregation, which you have gathered unto yourself, my Father. We pray to you. We pray of 
dedication of our altar from where we do feed that you will come and turn it again pour oil upon it again let oil flow again let grace and pushed out my mercies from the throne visit us we are asking for the day spring from on high to bring visitations to our soul thank you our god we worship you and bless you and thank you this morning because we are trusting you and we are we are giving you um, all the free way to minister to us as you please i ask that you anoint every heart for and give grace to understand grace to comprehend your word we bless your holy name in Jesus' name. Let's just bless him. Just 30 seconds. I give you just blessing this morning. <coughs> Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Good morning to everybody. Faprandos. Um, Thank you, Spirit of the Lord. Worship you. Amen. 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 Glory to your name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, I'm so thank you for to everyone who was with us throughout the School of the Spirit. Um, actually, a Happy New Year, first of all, to everybody. <laughs> Amen. I know there are people who I haven't said Happy New Year to. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too bad uh, that we are, we are starting the year with fresh restrictions. So, so we are even more limited in our capacity to fellowship. Uh, but it's okay. It's all right. Whenever the devil plans something for evil, God turns it around. Amen. He makes it work out for good. Praise God. Uh, But I just want to send out my love and to everybody. Amen. Um, Let the the love of of God continuously be shed abroad in our hearts, even in this season. And in this time, amen. I'm excited to be in 2021 with everyone. I'm really looking forward to how God, God will bless us this year. This will is shaping up to be a <clears throat> tremendous year of blessing. We have uh, there's so much, and I all I'm praying for is grace to follow heaven. Amen. That this year just to follow heaven step by step, not not missing any step. Praise God and. The Lord will supply the grace to every one of us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, thank God for the school of the Spirit. Um, God, he, you, know, you know, the Bible says He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we would ask or think. That's what happened with the school of the Spirit. We prayed, but the, the answer was exceeding abundantly <laughs> above what we asked or what we thought. And we thank the Lord for that. It is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous uh, in our sight. Praise God. Thank I you. pray that none of us will, will lose any of the blessing Amen. or any of the impartations that we had Amen. at the School of the Spirit. I pray that all those deposits of 
of knowledge, understanding, grace, revelation will increase. It will begin to even increase and grow on, on the inside of us. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless you. We honor you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. To be even opening the gates, to be held eyes. Opening, open, 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 open. To me, elta open. To me, elta open. Eklen to sifen open. To open, open more. Elda istas. Sobrelda, sobrana, sobrada, sobrieda. Every elder will open to fella and to pieven open, open. Our tears to pit of open, 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 open. Open and open, offer to open. Easter to open. Eklen to open. I'm I come, I'm calm, calm, I'm calm, I'm calm, calm, I am calm, 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 guy, guy, calm, calm, pa, calm, calm, pa, to me, open, open, open up, open eye, open, open eye, open, I be open, open the door, open, open to open, escrit to open, heaven to open. I am sent for to open up for you. I am sent for to open up for you. I am sent for to open up for you. For you see, there is more opening and there is so much, much opened up to you. There is so much that has been opened up to you. There is so much that has been opened up to you. Don't be carried away by the circumstances around you. But for, for there is so much opened up to you. For you know, my things are not according to sight. My things are not according to sight. Just be open, for they are opened up to you. This year, there will be so much pouring and pouring and pouring of my pearls. There will be so much pouring of my pearls, for it is open to you. Open, open. I am sent for to open up more. I am sent for to open much, much more. Much more. Open, open, open. I need you to be open for to receive the opening of heaven to you. For there is openings to you. Gates have been lifted. Doors have been lifted. Gates have been opened. Things have been opened for you. Precious things. Things of preciousness, they've been opened for you. My pearls, I will begin to pour. I'm pouring them. Open. It is open to you. It is open to you. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. We praise the Lord. Thank you. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. We receive. Every, every door that is open, we receive passage. We gain passage by your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Let's go. Let's take our Bibles. Praise God. Thank you. I, I want to appreciate the ministers who came all the way down. Um, thank God that the Lord was able to bring them. Regardless, Pastor James, Pastor Femi, Pastor Bukumi, and his wife. Um, Pastor Bukumi was here with us from Boxing Day up until I think he stayed an extra was it an extra week until the 16th of, uh, of January uh, we had a wonderful time of fellowshipping with them here um, amen. amen I want to thank everybody who made the program possible I want to thank the tech team Ratolu, Yinka 
Brother Jimmy for being here every day uh, with us, um, making sure everything worked, worked out. And also those who helped with the food we ate, uh, Sister uh, Shell, uh, the, thank the worship team, praise God my wife, um, Sister Tovia, Sister F.A., um, Sister Shell, so well, everybody who <coughs> and, and who made this possible, praise God. Um, amen. amen. Pray the Lord will reward you, amen. and also everybody. People gave money a lot towards the program. I want to thank everybody who sold uh, into it for to make it possible. The Lord will bless you amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thank you, our Father. Merely, I'm an audience to even hearing of and loving, loving the elders. They had the joy, division your love. Afrede amen kamara daikas karanos de pal shepriste suste priestias to priesti spread to prile priel brenta priestiota priestios espretiae cal coilen maradons paradona 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 paradon gel egangelios o sepresti seprasos o pesis priestios Oni hopne kailen susokoto kore di ai jan joy 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 jai siosun joy 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 edi an joy la mor koi en joy koi ai joy joy koi 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 guys te sukan ama guy gelo koi 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 ingel jai joy joy esperan apria springen apria sibin springen esprengen esprayen springen libriel de bregen gani 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 kaf 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 elfket kalt estepan kalt
thank you, Father. Um, Matthew, let's see, Matthew chapter. Praise God. Amen. Let's see. Let's see Luke first. Let's see Luke, Luke chapter six. Luke chapter six. Praise God. Amen. If you are there, say amen. amen. Luke six. Let us see from verse. Verse forty-three. Luke 6, 43 says, For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush they gather gather the grapes. For a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart the mount speaketh. And why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? For whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Praise God. Let's just um, hold on to that place and let's see the book of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7, let's read from... Read from uh, verse 15, it says that beware, beware of false prophets, praise God, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Praise God. Beware of false prophets which, which come to you in sheep's clothing, 
okay? But inwardly, they are what? Ravening wolves. Praise God. Now, these false prophets here, they are not necessarily speaking about people who are prophesying or just speaking. Um, Jesus is making mention, he's actually speaking about, uh, so when you say prophet, these are prophets of life. Because when you talk about clothing, because the attribute of their life that was mentioned here was their clothing. And clothing is not mere speech. Clothing has to do with your garment, right? You know, garment is soul in the spirit. The way you you saw the soul to wear garments of righteousness in the book of uh, Revelation, right? They wore white linen, right? Which was the righteousness of saints, praise God. And so righteousness is the property of the soul. So this wearing here is talking about their inward soul nature, Praise God. So, the prophets here are those who have, who are prophetic, who have prophetic nature. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, what is a prophetic nature? A prophetic nature is a nature that seeks to pave way mm. of living. Mm. Is is that seeks to define order of life. Mm. It takes prophecy to define order of life. No matter what, to teach men how to live. That is the point of prophecy, mm. to instruct men in living. Uh, when <clears throat> the prophets, the order of the prophets was instituted in the, in the scripture, it mm. came out. It's, the, the purpose of the prophets in the Old Testament is to carry the life of the tabernacle. Mm. Is, is actually to carry the priestly life mm. out to the people mm. and to make the people begin to live the within life outside. Praise God. Does that make sense? Like the Lord wanted, to, that was the whole purpose. You see all that drama around um, the barrenness of um, Samuel's Hannah, Samuel's mother, right? When that she became barren, it was, it was unusual for an Hebrew to be barren. It was an unusual thing. So the Lord tied her womb and all of that happened and she went and prayed and made a vow to God, and God opened her womb. Praise God. And the whole purpose of that is to bring forth, is out of the people, because he wasn't from Levi. Praise God. He wasn't from the tribe of Levi. Um, praise God. Uh, I, I think he was from the tribe of, um, was it Benjamin? Was it from the tribe of Benjamin? Praise God. I'm not sure if I'm, if I, if I'm correct. But they had to bring... The Lord was looking for a way to, <clears throat> because the tabernacle was a property of the Levite. Of the, in other words, only the Levite had the, the, they had the access, they had the, the custody of the within life. Amen. Amen. The within life is the priestly life, or the sanctified life was actually a property of, they had given it. To Levi as a covenant, as the Lord said, my covenant shall be with Levi. Amen. And he said, the, he said the covenant will be the covenant of life and the covenant of peace, even for the fear wherewith he feared my name. Praise God. Yeah. So that covenant, or so covenant is actually life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so that covenant was given to Levi, and 
It was something that was kept within the tabernacle. It was a kind of life. It means a life that is toward God. Amen. And so, but the, so other tribes did not have access to that life. But God wanted to, break, to find a way to take that life from, with that, from within the priestly world and find a way to bring that life outside so that those who do not share by covenant in that life can still somehow gain access to it. Praise God. And so God had to find a woman from a different tribe, outside the tribe of Levi, bring her in and cause, make the woman be able to buy into the covenant of Levi by virtue of the vow. Praise God. By virtue of what? By virtue of what? Of what? By virtue of the vow. So she had to bring, make forth a vow. Praise God. And when she made the vow, the vow was actually um, authenticated. I don't know if I can use the word authenticated, but the vow had to be received by the, by the priest who was Eli at that time. Am I correct? When she came there, Eli thought she was drunk, right? And she was praying uh, there, and he thought she was drunk, but amen. amen. Um, but God had to find a way for her to buy into the covenant mm. that Levi had. So that happened, and she made the vow to God, and then God took the child after he was born. Mm. She, as, as a young child, she brought him to the tabernacle. Mm. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. And then she put him there. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so he became a priest by... Um, under Eli, and then Eli was teaching him, raising him as a priest, even though he wasn't a Levite. But technically, he too had some kind of, um, you know, every firstborn is supposed to be belong to God. Right? So normally, it should be every firstborn, you send the firstborn into the tabernacle, they go, go and become a priest. But God told them that in the book of Numbers, I don't want all your firstborns. I won't just take one tribe, but rather you redeem your firstborn. So when they give birth to a firstborn, they have to go and pay some money. I think it was 20 shekels or something. And, and then they pay some money. And instead of bringing your firstborn, you pay. You give money instead. But Anna, because she had made the vow, that vow was a negotiation for God to accept her firstborn instead of money. Amen. Amen. And so God accepted Samuel. And he was raised under Eli, the priest, in the, in the priest. And so, in, so the, the, the training of, all I just want to show us is when you say prophetic, prophet, prophecy, mm. you know, you hear the law and the prophet, they are actually not, in essence, they are not separate mm. in terms of what they are carrying. They are, they are both emissaries of covenant. Mm. Praise the Lord. They, they are both what? Emissaries of covenant. The, the, the law and the prophet are both emissaries of, or another word for them is they are both witnesses of covenant. The law and the prophet, they are the two streams of, the wit, of witness to the covenant. 
Praise God. Uh, so the so to to produce a prophet like the the first prophet of Israel was Moses. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Praise God. The first what prophet of Israel was Moses. And how did Moses become a prophet? He became a prophet by covenant. Mm. The, the same covenant which was later passed down to Aaron, which was instituted as the old covenant. Yeah. Moses was the receiver of the covenant. Amen. Mm. And then he embodied the covenant. Moses did not, did not really embody the covenant as a priest mm. per se. He embodied the covenant as a prophet. Yes, sir. You will hardly find anywhere in the Bible that Moses was referred to as a priest or a high priest. Mm-hmm. Moses was not. Even though Moses was from the tribe of Levi, yes, but he wasn't referred to as a priest or a high priest. Mm-hmm. But rather, he referred to himself as a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah. But you say, ah, but Moses symbolizes the priesthood or symbolizes the law. Yes, he did. In the, in the mountain of transfiguration, when Moses and Elijah appeared, Elijah symbolized the prophet. And you see what Moses symbolized the law. He did symbolize the law. Praise God. You can come this way. You don't have to sit in the, in the sun. Praise God. So, so Moses, uh, are you seeing that? So Moses, um, Moses symbolized the law. Praise God. But in terms of how he personally embodied the expression of the covenant, mm. he embodied it as a prophet, mm. not as a priest. Mm. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll find that at that time, after Moses had, they had instituted the, the ordinances of the sanctuary, and let's say Levi was going, in, sorry, Aaron was ministering, and he had, they had defined the, the arena of the sanctuary to for, for him and his sons, mm-hmm. right? And then once a year, he would go into the most holy and all. Mm-hmm. So they were confined to that area. I'm sure at that time, Moses was still moving freely mm-hmm. among the people. Mm-hmm. Moses was still moving freely among the people. Moses had his own... His own order of governance mm. among the people mm. which was more prophetic in expression are you seeing that mm. Moses was more prophetic in expression than priestly mm-hmm. but even though he was a priest yes. so the true order is that every prophet must be a priest mm-hmm. praise god are you, are you getting that mm. every prophet must be what a priest how many of you know Elijah was a priest too? Elijah was also a priest. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because if Elijah was not a priest, he will not go and wage war against the priests of Baal. They are, they are, also, they are prophets of Baal. But they are also, when you, say, when you hear prophet of Baal, for Baal, they use the word prophet for them. But you know that Baal is actually a god. And those who serve God are priests. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. So they are actually priests. They were priests of Baal. Yeah. Right? Who, but the Bible calls them prophets of Baal. Because of the, the way their own expression too. Mm-hmm. They must have, been, must have been priests who go among the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So what makes you, when they say you are just a, a priest alone, it means you are confined to just tabernacle alone. That's, that, that's, so when it has to do with just confined of, to tabernacle, it's talking about pure priesthood, but without prophetic expression. But, but when you begin to carry ministry beyond, you can, if you have the capacity or the anointing or the grace to carry priesthood, embody priesthood, and carry it beyond outside the tabernacle, you are, you, that is a prophetic expression. Because you are, it's the ability to embody and bring the life, the within life, and take it outside. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Praise God. Alleluia. Praise the Lord. Um, so, so, so Moses was a prophet. Mm-hmm. Amen. And Eli was a priest. Mm-hmm. Was raised in the tabernacle. When he became of age, he, he now began to move out of the tabernacle. Yeah. And he began to move among the people. Praise God. Alleluia. And he, began, he moved from just being a priest into a prophetic yeah. expression. Are, are you seeing what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. So... What they are saying here, this place we just read, just to give us some understanding. It say, so when it says, Beware of false prophets <clears throat> which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. So he's talking about people who have the, who try to, who, are, who define, who are definers of life. You see that? Mm-hmm. From what I said, Moses was a definer of life. Right, if you check Moses' speech, Moses' speech wasn't just about priestly ordinances. Read all the all the books, all the things God said to Moses. He spoke about priestly ordinances, and he began to give civil instructions, which pertain to the people. Now, those instructions he gave to the people are not priestly instructions. I mean, if you believe, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Have you read all those things before? You've read them. When they will tell you, do not join this cloth to that cloth, right? When they say an eye for an eye, is that a priestly instruction? <laughs> right? When he came to a priestly instruction, he told them what to do with the tabernacle. What do you do with the golden censer? What do you do with the altar? What do you do with the showbread? What do you, when they bring South what do you do? Those are priestly instructions. But he went into all other things. When someone has leprosy, what should you do? Um, what, don't take your brother's wife. Don't, you know, sleep with a man to a man. All those things, praise the Lord. How to resolve quarrel, how to resolve dispute. Those are civil instructions. So those things are, they're actually prophetic expression of the covenant, which is the defining of living, defining of way of life, the bringing of a way, of a way of life. Praise God. So, who is a prophet? The prophet is someone who can, somebody, someone who can make men live out doctrine. Who has the ability to, to turn doctrine into a way of life. That is, uh, that is a prophet. So, these people here who they are speaking of, false prophets, they are people who are, who are trying, to, who are defining life. So this is good to understand, especially in our day and time. The kind of false prophet we are expecting in the end time, because due to ignorance, is not the kind of false prophets who are, it's not the real kind that the Bible speaks about. The kind of, and the devil always does lying things, right? So when, the, when it's time for prophecy to be fulfilled, 
Because we know we've read that in the end time there should be false prophets. Devil will now begin to send some demons. Maybe you go to places like Africa to go and raise some false, <laughs> false prophets. What I mean is that you raise people who maybe use demonic power to foretell things. Yeah. That ah, this will happen in this year and this year. Or oh, they will tell you this is your bank account. This is the secret thing that in your village that your grandfather did, your grandmother did, all kinds of things. Praise the Lord. Are you, are you seeing that those guys are anointed by, by demons, praise God, to, to shut people's, the eyes of mainly the saints towards the false prophetic operation of the end times. To a, anything that scripture has laid down as a doctrine or a promise that should happen. The devil always does his own, he, he, he creates a lying form. The purpose of his lying form is to shield away mm. from the reality mm. of those things. Mm. Praise God. So, so you find so if you ask, so who are the false prophets of our day? They are not people who are, who are preaching necessarily. Who are saying, ah, this guy's doctrine is wrong. Or he's a false prophet. This one said that. Praise God. This one said that this will happen and then it did not happen. He's a false prophet. Praise God. Right now, there's a, lot, a, a huge battle going on in the body of Christ. Those who are aware of things. That some guys prophesied many things that will happen. <laughs> Amen. Just recently, maybe U.S. elections and all that, and it didn't happen. How <laughs> many prophets? I read the I read the Facebook post where one <laughs> one pastor was angry because he had uh, Amen. God God help all of us. Amen. Amen. God help all of us. God will help us and increase us and give us light, give us more, more, more perception, more grace, more depth, praise God. So, so he had been, like this whole time, he has been, he, you know, he took like prophetic word, prophecy that people had made about the elections and all, and he had taken it so seriously, praying every day for it, torn, in short, I seem like his old ministry almost became about that. And that seems like a righteous thing, right? Because the word of God has gone and said this will happen in 2020. And then he began to, he talks about it every the whole time. And he's too, to me, I feel like he's taken a lot, both emotionally, his heart, on those prophecies. But things didn't play out the way it did. I, I, I saw a post recently from him. Just, it was anger. That these prophets need to be accountable. That all the prophets who prophesied that... That all of them should come out and explain. Is that you are a false prophet, or, or did God lie? You know what I mean. <laughs> and I could, I could, um, I could sympathize with him. I could empathize with him um, because he has, say, he has prophet that have been trusted came and said something, and he went overboard with it. Amen. Amen. So, but that is those things are not for these are, are not. That's not prophecy. Amen. Amen. The fact that a prophet said God said and it didn't happen that way doesn't mean God did not say. No. Doesn't mean they didn't hear. No, it doesn't mean there are many things that determine how things eventually happen. Will of men can change. Hearts of men can change. All kinds of things can happen. Praise God. Between when God said and you know what I mean? So so that's not prophecy. Praise God. So prophecy in the end time is this. It's about who are the people defining how men are living? Who are those who are defining the life, the way men 
are living, how men live. Those are the prophets, praise God. And he said the way you know a prophet is that when you check them, they have sheep's clothing. What is the clothing of a sheep? It's an appearance of something being harmless. Praise God. It's It's an appearance of something being harmless or safety. One of the signs of false prophet is that they prophesy safety. That's, that's the message of false prophets in the end time. Is false prophet in the end time, they prophesy safety that is not. They prophesy safety, they prophesy shelter, they, they prophesy security. So, so really, false prophets are, praise God. Hallelujah. They, but when what they prophesy end up becoming things that will devour. Mm. Right? So, but inwardly, they are what? Ravening wolves. So this ravening wolves is actually a, a kind of life path that a soul can take that can consume the soul. Praise the Lord. They are what? Life path that a soul can take. Like an example of life path that a soul can take that can consume the soul. Vanity. Praise God. What I say? Vanity. So false prophets are preachers of vanity. Anybody who teaches vanity is a false prophet. That's the definition of false prophet in the New Testament. It's a, anybody who is a preacher of vanity. Vanity means false things. Amen. So any, anything that presents to you a life of safety, a life of security to, in this world presently that, is not, that has nothing to do with safety in Christ is, is a false prophet, is a false prophecy. Are you getting me? So it means that if anything is pushing you towards finding safety in your career, finding safety in your job, finding safety in your your family members, finding security in anything on the earth that is not on Christ, what is that thing? It's a a false prophecy. That is is false prophecy. Praise God. Am I defining this? Do we understand this? Is, Is this very clear to us? Very clear to us, praise God. So these false prophets that we are waiting for are not guys who will come out with with bell and be and praise God. Those are not the false prophets of the end time. Praise God. The false prophets of the end are those who who are trying to tell you, hey, surround yourself in this way, live this way, and you will be safe. Pay attention to all these things. You'll be safe. Think about your future now. Quickly, quickly. Buy a house. Plan your... Open a savings account. Open a, requirement, a retirement account. Put money there. These things are the safety for the future. 
Now, nah, is it wrong to buy a house? No. Is it wrong to have a retirement account? No. As long as that's not where your safety is in. Telling you, hey, buy a house. Hey, open a retirement account. That is not false prophecy. Telling you, buy a house, open a retirement account, so that your future can be secure. That is false prophecy. Mm-hmm. I, do you see the difference yeah. in that? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that house, all that, those are big ones, but they are small, small things. Anything that gives a, gives a promise of security mm-hmm. to the soul that is not Christ mm-hmm. is false prophecy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So it's good. I just felt I should take time to explain that because the rest of what we're talking about is based on this. Verse 16 says that you shall know them by their fruit. Praise God. Amen. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree. Now, when you hear grapes and then figs, you know what this means. Grape is the fruit of eternal life. Mm. Right? Mm. And figs is the fruit of Christ. Right? We've, we've learned a bit. So, those of us who didn't know. So, he's talking about the two, the two mm. inheritances. Mm. Am I correct? Yes, those two inheritances, which is Christ and God. Those two inheritances... Um, it's saying here that they, those are the actual, those, are, those two inheritances are the actual promise to a soul. Those two things are the things that the promise of vanity wants to rob the soul from attaining. Yeah, yeah are you seeing that? Yeah. So what he's saying here is that you can't what when you if you follow the, the you will know the false prophet by their fruit. Yeah. And the way you know a false prophet is that any 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 promise that is not giving you Christ mm-hmm. and God, which is, is not giving you figs yeah. and yeah. grapes, yeah. is not true. Yeah. It's, it's not true, yeah. it's false. Am I making sense to you? How do you know them? By their fruit. You know them by their fruit. So it means that as a Christian, you you should be a judger of fruits. You should be a what? You should be a judger. You should have skill to judge fruit. In other words, when a thought is coming, you have to trace it to its fruit. Oh, should I follow this thing? Should I go this way? Should I, should I sow into this thing? Should I invest in this thing? Should I embrace it? How do you know what to embrace? When it comes to things that all tie your life parts, you have to trace them. Check it. What is the promise? Everything that's coming to you, there's a promise behind it. Do you know? I mean, if you know that. So one of the skills of a soul... Amen. I'll just take my time today. Anywhere we stop, we stop. Even if we don't get to the other verses, it's still okay. We have enough time. This is still January, so we have plenty of time. <laughs> In the year. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, 
one of the skills that we should begin to have now, this is the time, if anybody, this is the time where you don't just do things, you don't just live anyhow, you don't just take decisions. It, I mean, this time we are living in right now, this is, this is the time they say the days are evil. So you have to redeem the time. Means every, you, must, you must push into redemption. You must, you, you must rearrange your life to become, to become compatible with redemption. In other words, you must allow there to be, to be, to be great highways of redemption. How do you do that? Is by making sure there is nothing, you don't give space to the thief. You don't give what? Space to the thief to steal from you. Amen. And how you do that is your heart must be equipped with capacity to any thought coming to you. If you have skill to undress thoughts, undress it. Don't, just, don't be hasty. If you've not seen the promise of the thought, or you've not seen the origins of it, don't worry. Still wait on it. Don't rush. After a while, Mercy will come for the secret behind those pathways to be opened up to you. And it will unveil the origins. And it will unveil what it will open up to you in the end. Praise the Lord. Does that make sense? So it says here that do, you shall know them by their fruits, right? For do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? For even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone, amen. I'll, I'll go back again. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is what? Hewn down and then what? And cast into the fire, wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. And not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is where? In heaven. So, so the, he is now showing the criteria for judgment that they use to. Because when it comes to this thing of trees and all, trees and bearing of fruit, um, is the judgment they are trying to get you to exercise is the same judgment which the Father exercises and the same judgment which the Son, which He gave to His Son. What the Father did was just give His mind to the Son. That was the, that was the, the development of Christ, praise God was the attaining of the mind of the father. The judgment he has committed. The father loved the son, right? And he committed all judgments unto him. And that place he said that, and he showed him the things which he himself doeth. That is judgment capacity. 
Praise God. So how, what they judge is they judge fruits. Praise God. They judge what? They judge fruit. The same way they want you to judge fruit. By their fruit, ye shall know them. That word, ye shall know them. It's talking about your own application of judgment. Praise God. By their fruits, ye shall know them. The same way God himself and the Father, not just God himself, but even the Lord himself. right? Because verse 21 was, the Lord Jesus was telling them that there's a time when me, me too, I also, um, I also make judgment about things. Now, you know this verse 21, we've always thought about this as that, that last day when trumpets sound and we're all in the line to enter heaven. Then some guys will come and say, Lord, we've done this and we've done that and that. And you say, no, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And you see one wicked devil will come and carry them somewhere. Praise God. <laughs> That's not what they're talking about here. This is talking about entrance into the kingdom. This is not talking about going to heaven. Are you getting me? The test for going to heaven has nothing to do with doing will. <laughs> we know that, right? It's not about... It's not going to who goes to heaven, those who are alive spiritually. Yeah. Once your spirit is living, you're going to heaven. They don't they will not send somebody whose spirit is Christ to hell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Going to heaven is as like your spirit is alive, you go to heaven. Yeah. Your spirit is Christ, you go to heaven. Yeah. Even though you might not have done will, but they won't stop you from going to heaven. But this twenty one is talking about the kingdom of heaven, which is not the point of entering into the kingdom of acceptance into kingdom of heaven is not on the last day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As we are here on the earth, people are, some people are entering. Yeah. As we are going, as a company, we are moving together. We are hearing the word of God together. Yeah. We are, praise God, we are fellowship around the world together. Yeah. People, are, maybe between this last year, maybe out of some of us, yeah. this last year, some would have entered the kingdom. I know in, inside me that there are some of us who gain entrance this last year into the kingdom. Possibly. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Well, it's not the last day, but entrance can be given. Are you seeing that? So, so, so he's saying here that the way they, that they, he had, this is he himself, praise God, that the way he will permit, say, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom. Now, those, those who say, Lord, 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 say, 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 praise God, saying of lordship. There's something that's saying of lordship purchases for you. It is entrance into heaven. Or becoming born again. That is according to Romans chapter 10, right? Yeah. Those who, you, when you believe in your heart, the Lord, and then confess with your mouth. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. It's also, what you are believing with your heart is the same thing you are confessing. It's, all, it's lordship. Yes. You believe lordship. You confess lordship. Yes. 
you believe that he was raised, you are confessing he was raised. Praise God. So that confessing of lordship and saying Lord, Lord is what makes your, your spirit get recreated. But that is not enough to give you entrance. So he's saying that there will be people who say to me, Lord, Lord, means they, are, they have the, the saying of lordship. But they don't have the doing of lordship. They have not been doers of. So those who are doing lordship are those who are doing the will. Amen. Amen. Those who have the, who are doing what? Those who are doing the will. Amen. Amen. Verse 22 says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And thy name, in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Right? Depart from me. Now, it's not, this is not depart from heaven. Right? It's not, it's not go to hell, you walk out of iniquity. It's not, now you can't enter heaven. It's, it's depart from me. Ye that walk iniquity. So, you, you can have souls. So, so, there are people who profess Lord, Lord, but are workers of iniquity. Right, such people they will do not they will not have part, they will not have part. Say part, that would have part. Say, have part. Jesus spoke about what makes a man have part with him. That word depart means you don't. Have a part with me. So depart from me means you don't have a part. And Jesus, he said, except you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you will not have a life. That life is in you, is actually part with him. Part has to do with walking. Will. The way you take part, you have a part, is by how you have walked or where you have walked. It's feet that takes part. Am I making sense? Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? It was by feet. Your feet is by your walking. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, there's a place that Jesus said that you have no part in me. 
when, when they were washing their feet, right? So what is the meaning of washing of feet? What does that symbolize? He's talking about the sanctification of your walking, right? So it was telling Peter that the way you take part in me, you have part in me, is by what verse is that now? <laughs> let's, let's read it. So what, um, what makes you... That was a symbolic thing that Jesus was saying. That's John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Let's see. Verse... Um, hmm? Let's read from verse verse ten. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So from verse one is when he was just um, he gave the details of the story. Verse seven. Praise God. When he went to wash Peter's feet, right? Peter said unto him, verse 6, Lord, thou, dost thou wash my feet? Why are you washing my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. It means you, won't, you, don't, you won't understand what I'm doing right now, but later. Because this, it means that this thing, if it was a simple, just a simple thing, it would just tell him. It means that this thing, it would take realization, it would take revelation. Right to come into the understanding of what washing of feet means. Means it will be a later enlightenment that will interpret that symbolic act of washing of feet. And Peter said unto me, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. If I wash thee not, thou hast no what? Part with me. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said unto him, He that is washed, needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every wind. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. Are you, so are you seeing that? For after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know you? Know you what I have done to you? He's asking, do you understand what I have just done to you? He said, ye call me master and lord. And ye say, well, for so I am. Say, so you call me master and lord. Well, that is true. That's who I am. So if I then your lord and master have washed your feet, then you also, you ought also to do what? To wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do. As I have done unto you. Then verse 16. Verily I say unto you that the servant is not greater than his Lord. Praise God. The servant is not greater than his Lord. Neither he that is sent greater than he that what sent him. Amen. If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Okay, praise God. Now there's one lesson that we've gotten from this place from reading this place before. And the lesson we get here is humility. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that the lesson you've gotten from it? Mm-hmm. That's what you get from this place normally. You say, okay, Jesus, 
he, he display being humble by stooping low to wash their feet. That, but that wasn't, that was part of it, right? But that was not what Jesus was saying. That was not the main core of what he was saying here. Praise God. He's saying here that if I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, if I, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, then you also ought to wash one another's feet. He's showing them an order of the washing of feet. And I have given you an example that you should do likewise. And when he was saying the servant is not greater than the master, in other words, what I am doing, don't think you can do another thing or another way. You can do another thing or another way or another method. That's why you see, after Jesus left, all of the disciples, they all became washers of feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Including when he raised Paul, Paul to became washers of feet. What is, washer, what is washing of feet? It's sanctification. This thing was, was to find the ministry of sanctification. They couldn't understand it at this point, but it's something they would have understood later on. Praise God. It's, it was giving them the ministry. What is the ministry of sanctification? It is the ministry that makes a soul have part with him. That's what he was talking about here. This is not just show of humility. I don't know if you understand. Or maybe you still doubt me that what I'm saying is not true. Amen. If that's what Jesus was saying, it wouldn't have been too hard for him to just say it. Be humble and wash feet. Right? But what he was saying is I'm giving you a pattern, praise God, that as I have done this, you also to one another, it means he was talking about the, the what should be done among the, the church, among those who call him Lord, right? He said, you call me master and Lord, and, and you say very well, for so I am. Now, if I, as your Lord and your master, am leading, this is the way I lead, it's by the, the, it's by the sanctification of the feet of men. What is the, the meaning of the word master and lord? They have to do it allegiance of feet. Are you getting me? Mm-hmm. When you say this is the lord, is the one who leads, yeah. the master, is yeah. the one who you follow mm-hmm. with your feet. So that word feet here has to do with followership. Mm-hmm. Followership. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Am I get? Am I get? Are we getting this? I'm saying it has to do with what? What followership? That's what washing of feet means. So, if you can cleanse a man's feet, you've cleansed the man, because the cleansing of feet makes a soul walk in righteousness. Or another word is that it makes the soul follow the Lord. It takes a clean feet to follow the Lord. 
Amen. Verse 8, he said that, If I wash thee not, thou hast no what? No part with me. Praise God. Is that clear? Let's, uh, let's go back to Matthew. Where Matthew, right? Matthew, praise God. Matthew chapter <coughs> chapter seven. So um, here he's still speaking about this lordship in that verse twenty-two. So he's saying that there are those who will come and call me Lord, Lord. Amen. At some point, Jesus, he said, he said it. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. So verse 22, many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have not prophesied in your name, right? And in the name, in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that walk iniquity. So wherefore, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. A wise man which built his house where? Upon a rock. So anyone who hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Praise God. The rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded where? Upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended his sayings, that it were astonished as his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribe. Praise God. Um, amen. So, this is speaking about the building of the souls of men that a soul can be built upon the rock praise god and or a soul might might not be built upon the rock praise god now what happens to a soul that is not built upon the rock that soul will fall 
Amen. Amen. That soul will do what? That soul will fall. Now, what makes what will make the soul fall? They call them rain. Verse twenty-seven. And then flood. Verse. So, flood is greater than rain. So they will first come rain, will descend first. Then after, when it rains and rains and rains and rains, rain too much can become a flood. The effect of a flood, a rain can do some damage to a house. When the rain is falling, it's heavy. It can blow some, maybe some part of the roof. It can do some things. Praise God. If it's rain, it's really heavy. It can do some damage, but not really too much. But when rain increases and becomes a flood, flood can do a lot of damage to a house. Amen. Flood can do what? A lot of damage. But then something greater than flood is called wind. Winds blew. So these are three levels of of the operations of darkness against against the um, against the safety, the erection, the building of shelter of the soul. So these are th- three things that any soul's haven, any soul's anywhere your soul is hiding under, you have to check it. Can it withstand rain? Can it withstand flood? Can it withstand winds? Rain, floods, and winds. Praise God. Rain, and then what? Floods and winds. Do you know that rain, flood, and winds are doctrines? But doctrines are different at different levels. They are doctrines at different levels. Or the, or the impact of doctrines. Mm. Impact of doctrines. Mm. Doctrine can be as rain. Mm-hmm. Doctrine can be like a flood. Doctrine can be as winds. Amen. Amen. Doctrine can be as rain. It can be as what? Floods. Doctrine can be as... Now, but you know here we are speaking about mainly evil doctrine now. You know that wind 
Do you know that wind is the greatest great wind is the greatest um what do I put it? Is the greatest element <laughs> of darkness. Rain when when you now when you when between flood and and wind praise God between flood and what and wind that's where the the real praise God that's where flood and wind is where the 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 sophisticated operations are the weighty operations yeah. sophisticated operations huh? mm-hmm. now when you have wind wind has flood and wind they have gravity yeah. amen. amen you see when 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 even God is coming, amen. See, in the book of Psalms, say, Who laid the beam of his chambers? That's Psalm 104. Who lays the beam of his chambers first in the waters? Now, those waters are, of course, they are the waters are the resultant of rain. Am I correct? Waters are what? The resultant of rain. So before those waters formed for him to lay the beams of his chambers, it means that there were seasons where rain was coming to the soul, right? You saw there's a prophecy about the rains that would come unto his soul. We're talking about the soul of the of habitation of God. Praise God. He said there's a level of habitation of God. So these are habitations of God, not Christ now. Right. By the time Christ has been formed in his soul, yeah. th- that soul is already a flood of waters. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, are, it's already who is Christ? Who is Christ? Christ is a, a soul in which God can lay the beams yeah. of his chambers. Yeah. Right? Or that is when you, see, when you see that level of waters yeah. that you can lay beams on, mm. that is what you call the sure foundation. Mm. It's not the beginning of Christ. Mm-hmm. It is the, actually the end of Christ, which is what sits upon the precious nature. Yes. What sits upon the Precious nature. So the sure foundation and the beams of the chambers, they are the same material that comes upon the water, that sits upon the waters of the soul. Uh, Am I making sense? So Christ is the water of God. We've we've learned that before. Have you learned that? So and how does Christ's water accumulate in his soul? He starts with rain and rain and rain and rain until the soul becomes a flood that God can lay the beams of his chambers in. 
So that's Psalm 104. In that place, they are speaking about actually God Himself, mm. right? How He begins to begin His His um, habitation mm. in, in man. Am, am I making sense to you? Are, are we making sense? Yeah. Praise God. Amen. So when I say sure foundation, we know what that means, right? From the old school of the Spirit, mm-hmm. right? We're talking about the, what is that on top of the precious nature, on top of Christ. Uh-huh. What is what what sits upon the flood of Christ? Yeah. In his soul. Praise God. So in that Psalm 104, it says he lays the beam of his chambers in where? In the waters. Then he maketh the cloud his chariot. These are levels of habitation in God. lays the beams of his chambers in the waters, then he will now make the cloud what? His chariots. Then after that, what will happen? Then he will now begin to walk upon what? Upon the winds of... So you see, cloud is sitting in between the flood or the waters and what? The wind. That's what cloud is. Cloud is a mixture of water and wind and gas. That's in between. And if you follow maybe some of the other teachings, you know that realm you're talking about. Praise God. You're talking about the transition of everlasting life. There's the everlasting life of Christ. There's the everlasting life of God. Then there's the eternal life of God. The cloudy life is the everlasting life of God. The windy life which is where he walks in, is the eternal life of God. Are you seeing that? Praise the Lord. So God's habitation, he put the beams first Mm -hmm. in the waters, Mm -hmm. then, which is waters of Christ, Praise God. Then, those, because those beams sit on the sure foundation, mm-hmm. which is everlasting. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Then he maketh the cloud his what? His chariot. Mm-hmm. Then, upon the, the winds of the wind. Mm-hmm. So, that is, but let's move it to the other side, in the dark side of things. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Hallelujah. In terms of the, the forces of darkness mm. against the soul. Yeah. First, there is the water dimension mm-hmm. of Christ. So what they are telling you in verse 27 are the things that, will, that are bound to descend upon a soul. Mm. You, can't, and you can't avoid, you can't say no, you can't say no, darkness, no, it's only a I've qualified for I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in the wind of darkness or the, the flood of darkness. <laughs> in fact, in fact they, they, are, they, they, they will do everything to make sure you are not prepared. That's the goal. Yeah. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't say, no, I, all I can withstand now is just the flood of darkness. So let's leave the... Uh, uh, Satan, leave... No. You can't negotiate. What I, what, what, it's just a matter of time. What he's saying is that all these things, 
they will come. It's just a matter of time. The soul will experience them. How many of us believe? How many of you believe that? Praise God. So if you, any soul who has found a kind of safety, that safety will be tried. What you should be asking yourself, can it stand the rain? If it's withstanding the rain right now, don't be too happy. Because there are things greater than rain that are going to land upon the soul. So if you say, well, rain of darkness is not in our house. We are sheltered here. It's not going to, no problem. You, know, you can have that feeling in Christ. Because in Christ, there is also, because you have receiving the rain of Christ, there's all, it, it gives you some kind of formation that can withstand the rain of darkness. So when rain of darkness is falling, you can get very, very complacent. No, it's not just rain. No problem. We are, this, we are, we are victorious. Yes, we are victorious. Glory be to God who gave us the victory in Christ Jesus. Now, it's not time to celebrate because there is something called the wind, the, the floods. They are in plural. And the winds of darkness. The floods and the winds of darkness. And those things can land upon the soul. Amen. Amen. So, the floods are, they are actually the encroaching of darkness. It's almost, it's the same, it's darkness that's coming, but it's coming with a greater force that if the soul is not well established, amen, it can, what, make the house to fall. Praise God. It can make what? It can make the house to fall. Let's go back to verse 24. It says that, Therefore, whosoever heareth the sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, right? And the floods came, and the winds blew. Praise God. And beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So let's, Im- let's examine this one that was founded, that did not fall. 
Praise God. Now, what made this one not fall is because it was what? Founded upon a rock. So it's telling that when those three different stages of of trials of praise God, or I don't want to use the word trial. They are not really trials. These are not trials. These are actually this is assault of darkness. It's not the same thing as trials. Do you, do you believe that? Mm. When trial hits you, you you get up again. All right. Trials you 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 fall in when in the season of trial, you are bound to fall. Sometimes you fall when is to show you that you are not yet solid. So you have to get up again. And are you getting me? That's the season of trial. It's a safe space of falling. Yes, sir. Do you agree? So when you are, so in that phase of Christ, being built in Christ, when you are, you are beginning to, you want to begin to, to grow, to, to develop in your stature, initially there's something that will always be, be hitting you. When you are, you are, raising, you are raising, rising up in stature, something will be coming against you. It's called the stone of stumbling, according to First Peter. Chapter 2. Yeah. That stone of stumbling is not coming to destroy you. Yeah. It is the, that stone of stumbling is the stone of faith. Yeah. Or it's also the stone of obedience yeah. of faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's to teach you how not to stumble. That faith, that that one, it is the one that comes to check if you are, if you have, be, you have moved beyond babyhood in Christ. Mm. If you have begun to be a child in Christ. A child in Christ is, is, is someone, who, someone who has foundation, yeah. but, but who is still being built. Yeah. That's a child. A child in Christ is not, so, it's not a small person. It's not just a babe. It's a child. Yeah. It's a child. Say child. child. Amen. We're almost done. I just want to finish this part. It's a bit technical, but I just want to lay it there, and God will help us more yeah. later. Um, so... A child in Christ is somebody who has, you have, you have a foundation. Okay. Now, you can have a foundation, but you are not yet built yet. Or your building can still be in infancy. Are you getting me? Let's say you lay a foundation, or let's say you just build a little, a little thing there. Rain, that foundation it might, it might have gone beyond the point where you can have rain. Like if you just bring materials to the site and you don't use them, rain can spoil them. 
let's say you just bring sand, you bring cement. Imagine when rain lands on cement, what happens? Have you seen that happen before? Once rain touches it, that's the end. Your materials. Rain. Rain is what fight materials of Christ. Rains. Are you getting me? When the, what are the materials, your revelations? They are the raw materials. What the spirit of wisdom and revelation brings. Right? To the soul. They are the materials of Christ. So when you, they, they see a soul that God has begun to import Christ's material to the sight of his soul, what will they send? Rain. It's rain. Because rain can spoil the material. So that they can And if you take spoiled material to build, <laughs> that's the problem. So once you spoil the material, you've done a lot of damage. That's what the Lord, sorry, the devil does to a lot of people. He, before you even begin to build, they already tamper with your revelation. Mm-hmm. You're a tamper. So imagine when the revelation you have is not right to start with. What are you going to be built into? It's rain. Rain is the spoiler of, the, of revelation. That's what rain here is. Rain is what spoils revelation. It's also a level of doctrinal interference. Like... Like Moses said, let my, let, let my doctrine distill as the dew, my speech, or as the rain. Praise God. Am I making sense to you? Is this making sense? So someone's revelation can be spoiled. There are things that can tamper with your revelation. That they've not even become any stature yet, but it can be tampered with. Now, when you build... Maybe let's say your materials are okay and then you're able to move beyond foundation. Mm. But you are still, it's still little. Nothing has risen up. Mm. You just have foundation. There's something that can still damage foundation. Mm. It's called flood. Mm. You know, I mean, if you know that, I mean, if you know that, that's, that, that flood, is, flood is the enemy of foundation. Mm. If you, let's say you dig foundation and go away for a long time and, let, and flood comes. What will happen? Flood brings erosion. The purpose of flood is to is the erosion of foundations that have been laid. Amen. Are you seeing that? Flood is what is the erosion of foundation. In the in the godly sense, it's still the same thing. What is the purpose of the flood of Christ? It's to erode the foundations of the devil, of the old man. Do you see that? That, so you see, when he said he laid the beam of his chambers in the water, he did not say, what is that water for? Those waters means Christ present a pure ground that God can be can be established upon. Yeah. But even though it's a it's waters, but it's a, it's a flowing structure that God can imagine. God can build His chambers upon waters. That's who God is. Yeah. Amen. Waters actually means spirit. You know, it means spiritual. Christ is the spiritual man. Christ is the water of God. 
Christ is the, is the foundation of God. When the foundation of God standeth sure, that's a sure foundation. That's Christ. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. And every man that nameth the name of Christ, let him depart from iniquity. Amen. So those who are, who are named in the name of Christ are those who have fulfilled their part in Christ. To fulfill your part in Christ means you have departed from iniquity. So those who depart from iniquity are those who have part with him. Those who he told depart from me are those who never took their part in him. They had no part with him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many of us feel that maybe this message is not too interesting, it's too technical? Does anybody feel that way? Not here? Are you sure? Maybe online, if I can see faces online, praise God. I don't know. <laughs> but we have to be ready this year. When you are growing up, they can now, praise God, when you are in nursery school, primary school, you go there and you sing all day. Am I correct? <laughs> it's sweet. I know there are some of us who, who the way we are, we would like to, if we can go back to nursery school, I just got to be singing there. We don't like, we have, we've been abused by too many st- strong-faced lecturers. <laughs> hard, hard men in universities have abused us. If we can just go back to nursery school <laughs> and sing rhymes, amen. But we can't. So after a while, you move you moved from singing rhymes and all that to being calm and being seated and mm. someone who is not always smiling with you mm. can be telling you detailed things. You write notes and write notes and write notes mm. and study. Amen. Amen. So, so is it okay for us to be more... To be, no, it's not, it's not strong faith. Praise God. Thank God this is a gracious operation. So, <laughs> it's, still, it's still joyful. It's just as the joy emerges. Mm, yeah. Amen. How many of you know that? How many of you will compare the joy of singing rhymes to the, the joy of dissolving algebra? Mm-hmm. Are they the same? They are joys, you know. Yes, yeah. But one is a higher level. Yeah. <laughs> how many of you will trade knowing how to dissolve algebra for singing mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, E, F, G? <laughs> Even though algebra is hard, but when you know the key to algebra, yeah. in that case, it's a world of. I remember when that world opened up to me. Hey! Shh. I can solve math from morning till night. I won't get tired. <laughs> At that time, when that happened, praise God, when I, when I finished, um, <clears throat> because I didn't used to read it in my secondary school. Mm. I, 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 did, I felt like I didn't need to, be, to read a lot to do okay. So I, I didn't really read that much. Mm. But when it was now time to enter university, um, I had to write, I think I had to write GC early, a little bit. And then um, I was going into, I was ready for Jamble too. So I think I, they wanted me to pick interest in further mathematics and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So there was a time when, um, during that period, when I was just finishing secondary school, um, and then there was the time I spent some time at home um, preparing for my exam. There was a point in that time my parents did not reveal this to me, now in my adult age, that they, they were scared for me at a point. Why were they scared for me? Because they found that 
I was always, that was when I started learning how to play music. So I always, all my friends were musicians. I always, I would bring the keyboard home from church everywhere I'm going, carrying keyboard up and down. My, my dad confessed recently that they were secretly praying for me. They were expecting that one day I would come and say I want to be a musician. So they were dreading that day. They, they would say it to me, but they were just secretly praying. Thank God. So, but in that season, so, so at that time, when I was preparing for exam, that's when I, I broke into further mass. And I found a world inside, you know, dif- differentiation and integration. Oh. The Y, the X. You know the Y, the X? It's another, you know, they don't, I don't know how it is now, but back then, they don't teach those things in secondary school. They teach you normal mathematics, but further mathematics, yeah, which is differentiation and all that, the, that's part of further maths, not, yeah, not the normal yeah, curriculum yeah, of mathematics, yeah. am I correct? Yeah. So I, I did maths, I, I, didn't, I didn't know all those things. And I said, let me take further maths, and I began to find the Y, the X. Wow! <laughs> mean there's, mean there's more to a quadratic equation that you can do with it than just find uh, the values of X? So that thing took me, took my, I started solving math from morning to night. Hey, my parents were happy. And my, my mother, I remember when you became serious that time. <laughs> well, because my mom had a store. Then when I go to the store, I would, I would take my textbook from morning to evening. I won't get tired. You know, sometimes we used to take turns to stay in the store. So me, I didn't like staying there because I have to go and play my music and other things. So I preferred my siblings go. But when I discovered further maths, I like no problem. I can even stay in the stuff every day. I don't care, because I was there was a joy and there was a world in what in further mathematics. But now people who didn't have the access to dy dx, further maths was a monster. Am I correct? <laughs> when you hear further maths, you ask, what is wrong with you? Why is maths not bad enough? <laughs> Why do you have to take it further? <laughs> Why? Why do you have, Why does it even exist? Why? Why does math have to be furthered? <laughs> Praise God! But those who have the key, who have who have who have entered that world and they're enjoying it, they know that there's a joy. I get what I'm saying. <laughs> so all I'm just saying in my story is to to let everyone know that if if as God is helping us, it means we have to also increase in what we can take in the ability to those these things that might seem tedious. Not easy, like. This school of the spirit almost set the tone mm. for us because the the messages were you know laying line upon line interpretation clarity scripture using mm. scripture with scripture with scripture that kind of work mm. is something that we have to be willing to do and don't get bored that's my what I'm just trying to plead with everybody uh, this year don't get bored mm. it is so it might not seem the same way. Maybe like you are, you normally expect, praise God, but it is highly, more highly anointed. The more concentrated the thought, praise God. Because we're anointing, when it comes to anointing for, of Christ, anointing maybe for healing, all those things are different. Those ones, when it's there, you feel it, wow, anointing is in this house. You just feel everything. Is a, it's more of a, because it's more outward, so it's easily perceptible like that. But, when you're talking about the anointing of Christ, the anointing of Christ hides in concentration of his elements, mm. his doctrine. Like if you want to gather plenty of anointing, mm. 
gather plenty doctrine mm. in terms of understanding. Exactly. It is how much understanding of Christ is laid inside you. Mm. That's where you that's that's how much inheritance of his anointed properties yes, that you have. And it sits in you in a different way yeah. than just the oil upon yeah. oh, seeds. Okay. But that thing that's sitting in you, when you are getting it, it might not seem that way. But when it has rested in you, it becomes a fountain yeah. that can, of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. That you begin to experience and you begin to enjoy richly. Mm-hmm. Amen. So mm-hmm. the Lord will help us. Mm-hmm. Now, what I was saying was that Flood come against, um, I'm just trying to round up very, very soon. Praise God. So floods come against <coughs> the, against what? Foundations. Right? And flood that are strong can even deal with more than foundation. But in terms of what flood is necessary for. So if there's no foundation, you don't need flood. Anything before foundation, rain can take care of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anything before what? Foundation. Rain can take care of you. you don't, flood is too much. It's an overkill. But once you already have foundation there, you need something more than rain, mm. right, yes. to now begin. It, has to, it must be a flood yeah. that must pose a danger to the house. Mm. Am I correct? Yes, now, now we're saying that that foundation, those who have foundation in Christ, are those who have moved out of babyhood who are no longer babes in Christ. Praise God. They are no longer what? Babes in Christ. They are now, maybe they are now children in Christ. So there is level of childhood in Christ where you might be strong enough to even withstand floods, but you, can, you are still a child that can still be moved to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So wind of doctrine is greater than floods because wind can move children. That was that's Ephesians chapter 4, right? That the reason why you need to become full unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That you be no more, no longer children. Are you seeing that? So what is higher than children in Christ is fullness of Christ. That's Ephesians chapter 4. Praise God. So the what can withstand the winds of doctrine is fullness. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Even though measures, stages of childhood could withstand floods, mm-hmm. but cannot withstand winds. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that you will no more children. What verse is that in Ephesians 4? Verse what? Verse 14, right? That you will no longer children toss to and fro. Amen. Thank you, Father. Is this, is this making, becoming clear to us? Amen. So this verse 24, 20, Matthew 
7, verse 24 says, Therefore, whosoever heareth the sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, praise God, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon, upon a rock. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think maybe we can stop here. Maybe we can stop here today. Thank you, Father. Um, so, so the the core of this is just um, to is is more speaking a, a bit more on our building, our two things, our foundation, our rooting, our building it has to be rooted and being built up, right? Mm. Uh, the foundation and the erection mm. of of the house. Mm. Praise God. Amen. So it hinges on hearing sayings. Hearing of sayings is the first part, which is the how you is how your the materials of are brought to you. Then he that heareth the sayings and doeth them, the doing of them is the major part. So he that hears the sayings of mine and doeth them is he that is founded upon the rock. That word founded upon the rock is not just talking about that you have a foundation. For you to be founded is talking about also the building. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, See, hearing and doing. That's what Jesus said here. Hearing and doing. He that hear the saints and doeth them. So the summary, if you can summarize everything we've been learning and you want to turn it into what should I use it for? That's what Jesus is saying here. That is he that hear it and, and do it. He that doesn't hear and do will is like building upon a sand. These sayings of mine. Amen. I pray the Lord will give us more grace Amen. to to hear and more grace to do. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. What is sand? Sorry? Vanity or nothing, right? Sand. What is sand? Sand is corruption. Mm. Sand. Sand means the sand is the corruptible. What has been corrupted? Mm. Sand came from rocks that were corrupted, right? Broken down.
Praise God. Hallelujah. One thing that you see here between verse twenty between verse twenty four and verse twenty six in this chapter eight is chapter they both heard. They both heard. So this is a high school. Is a school of hearers. Mm. So these are not, they are speaking to two kinds of souls who have revelation of Christ. One uses the revelation, mm. the other did not use the revelation. Did not did not turn what they had into into a building. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Now, if you hear, but you are not you are not doing, <coughs> you will not have foundation. Or you will have a foundation, but the foundation will not be the rock, which is Christ your foundation will be sand. So the fact that you are hearing revelations of Christ doesn't guarantee that you are not building on sand. Someone can have revelation of Christ and still be building on sand. Amen. Amen. I pray the Lord will help us to build on, to find the rock, to build on the rock. Amen. To be able to find the foundation, you must dig. In Luke chapter 6, he said that Verse 48, it says, um, Amen. amen. Verse, from verse 47, it says, um, Praise God. Actually, that, let's read verse 46 because it captures that. It says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Right? And, then not, and do not the things which I say. Luke 6, verse 46, right? It says, And why call ye me Lord, Lord? And do what? And do not the things which I say. Why don't you do them? Praise God. It says, Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you who, who, to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house, right, and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood rose and the stream beat vehemently, Upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon where a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation, you see, built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the rain of that house was great. Amen. Amen. The Lord will solidify us and establish us uh, in Him. Let's just begin to bless Him today. Praise the Father. I worship you, Jesus. Master Father Doski. Oh, brother, and to Suyas, for she supported the rest of Sakianoski. Kayaduza Passo, Sumena, Korasta, Suprista, Fierus, Soprana, Maruna, Magurados. 
Enkrasusetambra lusaparado separio separiduske librende vie loska. Enkaramazusata ekariga lukarie di marono separado sento di branta viga rosibrusne varadoxia. Yiprali kaza zuzaste sielu berentu seti anama kumene kamano kremi veragata igainu zugiri de vesculo. E Thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Lord, we thank you today. Thank you for your holy word. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for speaking to us your words of life. Lord, we are still examining this issue of being founded, being built in, in your son, Jesus being founded in Christ upon his foundation and being built unto fullness. Lord, thank you because um, the, you will begin to infuse our heart with the holy appetite for this, this calling of development. You are beginning to infuse our house, our, our heart with grace by virtue of the revelations that has come to us defining the key elements, Lord, of this pursuit, of this quest. Lord, I pray that you will endow every heart today, Lord, with the grace to hear the sayings and to begin to do them. Father, may these revelations come alive on the depth of our heart to begin to bring instructions for how the house, your holy house ought to be built. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to you. We ask you open more doors to us, more doors of pasture, more doors of life, more doors of understanding, and more doors of comprehension. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.